All right, welcome to episode two of the Marvel Madness Critical Hit series. I'm Tony. David. Luke. And we're back to discuss the second MCU movie, in our opinion, because Incredible well, Hulk yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> Iron Man yeah. 2. Incredible yeah. Hulk is a fever dream. We, have, fever we, dream. we have indeed decided to, to not even do it because it's just... it's. We got 40 minutes in together. And the plot went nowhere. Nothing happened. Nothing made sense. Why? Why did it exist? Why? Why do any of us exist? But yeah, so we decided not to do it. And here's Iron Man two. If we did Incredible Hulk, it would have been like a meme podcast because that movie was awful, and I would have yeah. just been crapping on it the entire time. He didn't have cyber sex. There's too many pro. There's too. I'm not even getting. We're not even getting into Incredible Hulk. It's not Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. It doesn't count. The only thing you need to know if you're listening and following along with the MCU is that. General Ross will appear in the future. Tim Roth's character, Blonsky, I think his name was, will appear in the future. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Remember that. And that is yeah, you see, that uh, is literally uh, none it. of that meant anything to me whatsoever. So. so yeah, exactly. So that's the importance. But today we're doing Iron Man 2, which was the technically third, but second movie came out in 2011. Um, I saw this movie for the first time. In theaters when it came out, because I was it, on the MCU train by at this point. Uh, didn't it come out in 2010? Was it 10? You know what? I think you're right. I think Thor I think and Captain 10. America were 2011. Yeah, yeah. Thor was definitely 2011. But but I think this one was 2010. Late 2010, something like that? Yeah. I don't know. But the first time I saw it, I remember actually liking it. Then I remember re-watching it later on and not liking it. Um... Not 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 liking it, but just thinking like, oh, this movie has problems. Uh, what are your guys' memories of the movie? Uh, same thing as the first Iron Man. I watched it when it came out. I don't think there's a Marvel movie that I have watched. Yeah, I don't like this. So, yeah, I I remember enjoying it. I enjoyed it this time around. I <laughs> there was definitely some problems, but you know what? It was it was a fun movie. It was. Fun I movie. don't remember when I first watched this movie, but I remember that I always liked it better than Iron Man One, and I think that that holds true. Whoa! Yeah, crazy. I know that's a hot I take. Hot takes. That's a hot take. That I would have said that's a hot take before this rewatch, but I actually might agree with uh, you. Yeah, man. Once we get into this, we'll parse it out. But I definitely do think. Yeah. I definitely. I don't. Might agree I don't with know you. if I agree. I definitely might agree with you, but. Let's go ahead and start with the uh, start with this movie, where it starts off. It obviously opens up with our boy Mickey Rourke playing Ivan Vanko in his dad's bedroom, or he's drinking outside his dad's bedroom. I don't know. The opening of this movie, like I was saying, it gave me some Incredible Hulk vibes. It's just like, what the hell is going on? This old Russian guy's dying. He hates Tony Stark. Vanko just is a immediately a mess (laughs) okay yeah i will say the very beginning the intro where it has iron man's closing speech from iron man one and it's like contrasted to be like this dark and foreboding thing is a really interesting take and honestly i think this is like the actual first movie where you have that set up for civil war where it's like the avengers invite challengers actually that is a good point that that is that is i agree I just it. I thought it was oh, a weird. Yeah, everything after that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 We... Everything after that's insane. Yes, it's a fever dream. See, I'll say this. Ivan Vanko. I oh. love him 
so Both him much. and Hammer are fucking good. Oh. I will not even lie. Okay, I, 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 that's definitely going to be the theme of this podcast, is that <laughs> Justin Hammer and Ivan Blanco are amazing. So they carry this so movie good. in a way that's yes. like, I don't think a villain... Not in they don't carry the movie in the way like Thanos would carry the movies in the future movies, but no, they carry no, no, the no. movie in a, in a way that I don't think an MCU villain has <laughs> since, where it's they just the like charisma. their story, their yeah, their stories are on scene, but it's story, entertaining, but it's just entertaining watching them like ham it up because they're going they're going full blown for it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we but find this out, opening scene. We find out that uh, the dad like hates the Starks. Uh, the, does the scene describe to us why in the no, beginning? No, no. right? Oh, they just, the just, scene shows us because he has this... some like very very old arc reactor like blueprints. Okay, so my when I first watched it, my take on that I was laughing. I I, I thought it was so funny because the whole theme of the first one was that other people other United States were getting their hands on Stark tech, and I thought that did, that just happened. That was the plot of the second one. That was, like, the driving force of the second one. That this guy's dad got his hands on Stark tech, and now <laughs> Ivan Vanko is gonna, like, fuck up Tony Stark. Because, no, at this, point, at this point, Stark has never given anybody, or even, like, I probably he probably has never even, like, put on paper the uh, arc reactor schematic. True, true. But I'll, I'll, I'm saying the, that was my... That was my take the first time I watched it. I just saw that yeah. they had a Stark schematics. I didn't really realize it was an arc reactor, and I was just, I was laughing. I was laughing a lot. It kind of I it see. kind of uh, the opening kind of is trying to tell us that like because at this point in the MCU we don't have a future. We don't we don't know much about Howard Stark or the background of any of this. And the, the opening doesn't give you enough information to really tell you everything that happened. And so it's kind of trying to say, like, yeah, Tony Stark's dad was a dick who stole from these people. Um, th yeah. That's what I kind of got watching the opening where I was like, oh, ha was Howard Stark a dick? Because I couldn't remember what happened in the movie. But I was like, did he steal like half of his technology? Like, because that's kind of that's kind of what it seems to be uh, aiming for. Uh, I just want to call out when when his dad dies, uh, Vanko screaming like the drunken <laughs> <Yeah>. scream. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And then we get a montage of him making the arc reactor. Well, yeah. Can I comment? Yeah. On that? Go ahead. Where did he get palladium? Enough palladium for a reactor? Uh, I feel like that like is something glossed over in a very very hasty way and like the movie let's gloss over that i mean yeah i don't i don't, I don't know how he got it he just got it bro. Yeah, like the first time he got it from from his own start got it from the own his Look, own weapon Benko is had, gonna scream like that when his dad dies i put nothing past him he can get whatever he, he wants 100 like he, he got it from the bird yeah, yeah he, he got it from his bird board. i want my, my bird, bird. <laughs> my bird <laughs> My bull. Okay, it was written by Justin Thero, who would become <laughs> a. Uh, he's actually an actor now. He he was originally a writer, but the funny thing about the writing in this movie is it was the script was changed a lot, which I think is why it wasn't received so well. John Favreau actually didn't direct Iron Man three because of how much the script had to be changed for this movie. He was pretty upset with it, even though he would go on to produce a bunch of Marvel movies. Um, so why was this script changed, you know? Uh, to try, because, so the MCU was really focusing on building up towards the Avengers. 
and yeah. the shield plots and Sam Jackson and Black Widow, it wasn't so big as a part of the story. And and Marvel Studios was like, we need to include this more in the story. So, all right. So back, cutting back, we uh, after we hear Vanko, you know, scream, and we see him do his magical palladium magic montage where he gets a chemical uh... how did he get palladium though <laughs> now that's all in my head like i can't i can't dude he's in it he's he's in like a russian ghetto dude, yeah. how is he getting this insanely rare you know what i'm not gonna think about it because <laughs> you know what you know, I, I i i may potentially have a solution it probably was from his dad his dad had the schematics. His dad probably had the palladium. Yeah, his dad probably. Because it had he, he wasn't invented here. It had to be. From it probably dad. was. Because I. It definitely wasn't explained at all, but it probably was. I can't. I can't get that out of my head. Like, how did he? What, what, all right. So it, it was. It was probably his dad. After we get the intro and our introduction to the villain, we get Tony Stark in a courtroom where we hear the senators talking to him, and. Uh, but we also get some nice classic ACDC. We do. Oh, wait, isn't it juxtaposed? Isn't the courtroom scene yes, it is. cut in with the Stark Expo? The first time we ever see the Stark Expo in the MCU, by the way, which would play a point in future movies. Um, but I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, it starts with the, with the Stark Expo. He flies, yeah, in, he flies in from the helicopter, from the, from the plane. I don't think it actually starts down. with the court scene. I think it starts with the Stark Expo, and then it goes to the court scene. That's a huge that's a huge comic Easter egg too. The Stark Expo has been a thing in the comics for a long time. Um and he's kind of oh a rock star now, Tony Stark, and he's just as ego like egotistical as he was in the first movie, if not more. He's he's saying he privatized world peace and just which is like all that's a can of worms I don't even want to get into. Iron Man has become the pinnacle t- Tony Stark, Iron Man, has the biggest god complex I have seen in a long time, especially in that scene. Yeah, I have. I have that scene. I have written down. Ego is massively unchecked, so that's probably. I have the same. Quite thing. literally, god complex. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I'm thinking. I was thinking, especially this, and I have a lot of about this written down. Is is that actually just his like public persona? Because a lot of this movie is him, like last movie, setting up his legacy, knowing from like from the very beginning. After he he finishes his. Display the Stark Expo. The first thing we see is him checking his blood for the Palladium, so he already knows he's dying. So that's an that's an important word, I think, for this movie because he says it himself yeah. in the speech. He talks about legacy. He says it's not about peace or yep. war; it's about legacy, and that seems to be like a really important theme in this movie is him trying to leave his own legacy. And the first movie kind of glosses over the entire uh, dad father son relationship between him and his dad. But this movie, right away, we're jumping right into it because after he has his whole speech about legacy, we see a clip of Howard Stark doing his best Walt Disney impersonation. The city of the future. Um, even with his giant, yeah, fake city of the future, which is exactly the same as the Epcot, you know, the Walt Disney Epcot movie from the 60s. It's like literally the same thing, which I think actually works really well. I think his dad being this larger than life figure and this like Walt Disney-esque actually kind of fits the story pretty well 
the biggest character building moment for Iron Man, or not moment, but the entire movie, is he's struggling with his uh, narcissism and his own mortality throughout the entire thing. And I think that's the... Yeah, I got a completely different vibe from really? it. Really? What'd you get? Yeah. I was I was thinking that, like, how he was saying that, like, especially in the court hearing, where he's, like, has this persona of, I am world peace for you. I have done this for the people, and I, I can save you all. M- mash with his, like, you know, I'm dying soon, and I don't know if I can be the person that the world needs eventually, soon. Like, very soon. That's why I feel like I felt like like he, every time we see him in a public setting, he's putting on this bravado, and he still has it. To, like it's it's a part of his core personality, obviously. But when he's talking with with people that are close to him and people that you know know a bit more, he's about almost him. insecure. He's almost yeah. insecure in those moments. Yeah, I think I think the god complex is correct, but I think it's it's it is a public persona mm-hmm. thing. I think I think it's almost like a defense mechanism. It, that's how that that's how it kind of came out to me is like he's using it as a defense mechanism because he is dying and he doesn't feel like he's living up to his father yeah yeah you know even 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 though he's achieved more than his father ever could by this point he he still feels like he's he's not he he can't be dad you know he's not as good as dad that's kind and that's kind of a thing that i feel is uh something in real life and is used in stories a lot is you know the children of great men always have an extra pressure to live up to their uh impact yeah i agree with that that kind that kind of seem it, it ties right into the legacy thing and like luke said we see yeah. that he's dying because of the palladium which is like it, the, I think the movie yeah. starts off where it's like twenty percent blood toxicity. It's like, wow, he's really dying already, like fast. He's dying, and then fast. it jumps up to like um, forty-five in the next scene. Yeah, is he? He was dying fast, and then and then we get the I. There's actually something they say where they're that kind of. It's not really doing with the story, but they're saying that Stark Expo is it lasts an entire yep. year, one whole year. What the. F- Fuck, that is so much money. That's like billions. it reminded that me, as crazy. you said, like Epcot. It just seemed like an entire area yeah, it's... where, it, for the entire year, people are showing off their sciency stuff. Well, in American history, we used to have you know the yeah, New course. York World's Fair would last for like six to eight months, but you don't really see people. You don't really see companies or anybody doing that anymore. Uh. So it was kind of, it was it was definitely strange to see like in a futuristic setting they're like hey look at this expo we're doing it's going to be oh an entire year of science it's like whoa that was that that's uh that's actually goes in hand with another thing i think i think this movie kind of separates the MCU from reality a little bit more than the first one does i agree with that they're really trying to you know, you, you get what i'm saying the tech seems a little yeah. farther out i actually don't know uh, if i agree with that because if you remember the tech that was in Iron Man One was fucking nutty, nutty. They had he had that 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 paralyzing I mean, like sound emitter and literal AIs that he built when he was sixteen. Well, so I will say, they so in uh, during the making of the movie, John Favreau actually was interviewed and said he wanted to make the tech in this movie seem even more futuristic, because, uh, and I guess Stark Expo in its entirety as well, maybe. I mean, I think Stark Expo in of itself, you know. Well, the only thing I can really think of that would be the like the the 
the drones that Vanko builds, right? <laughs> yeah, the drones. Sure. We didn't really see much tech from Stark Expo, did we? I think the only thing we saw from Stark Expo that they specifically mentioned outside of the the big stadium is like a waffle stand. I loved that. That was <laughs> it's so the only me. thing that we can <laughs> mention. Um, yeah. We get a lot of first-person perspective shots. We get our Stan Lee cameo at the Stark Expo. He's playing Larry King. Um, yeah, that was a great. That was a great cameo. He's just standing there with his hands behind his back. Um, and we get our first our first reference of Tony Stark not liking to be handed things. Yes. <laughs> this is where we cut. We uh, Tony Stark leaves the expo, and it doesn't. It, it just cuts right to the courtroom. Tony Stark leaving the expo. Okay, so him he drives off, and the car screen wipes to, into the expo, and not into the expo, into the the thing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're still doing that 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 yeah, editing. Yeah. That's kind of a thing. I feel like that's that's in every MCU movie is the the slick editing from, yeah. you know, just something a unique shot, and then immediately into our next scene. They kind of yeah. did it with the roadie uh, training drill in Iron Man One as well. Oh boy! Speaking and then, of roadie, yeah, this well, he makes his first appearance here in the in the courtroom. Um, was it just me, or was he like kind of talking directly to the audience? And... Oh, he no, definitely he, he is talking was. to the audience when he goes, "I'm, yep, here. I'm here, just forget it, about it. it. That's it. <laughs> Deal with it." Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent to the audience. <laughs> Which I definitely was like, "All right, I don't mind," because I. Mean, okay. I Personally, I like him a lot better than Terrence Howard as Rhodey. After watching the movie, I completely agree. Uh, no, I I I I've never liked him. I never I never thought that the two main Avengers supporting characters were that all that interesting or you know motivating. But, uh, like like they didn't have get. a lot of motivation or writing behind them. They yeah that and like, like yeah they're, they're kind of just there, they're kind of just there. Opinion. But I also like to keep in mind. I just I do like seen, I uh, do like Don Cheadle. Just his his demeanor as Rhodey is a little softer, and I feel like Rhodey should be a little bit more of a friend than like an antagonist as he was in the first yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, we see Gary Shandling as the senator. He's a famous yeah. comedian. Was on the Larry Sanders show from HBO. He's great in it. Amazing. He's great in this. He would also show up in uh, Winter Soldier. We get our first look at the best character in this movie in my opinion justin hammer played by sam rockwell justin hammer amazing so good he calls he, he calls so Stark anthony i he's, love him. he's just throwing fire from the moment he starts yeah he calls him anthony he calls his suit a sword and tony says it's a shield i think that's intentional i think because <laughs> they're hinting so much at the avengers and at future heroes like I, I really do think that line is a reference to Captain America. Rhodey has to testify against his friend, but he clearly doesn't want to, and is all is trying to read parts of his testimony that actually defend Tony Stark as opposed to make him out to be the bad guy. But the senators don't want to hear it. Yeah, current events, which is very, very revel uh, relevant yep. to today. Because it's basically just yep. taking things out of context, which is what's happening a lot now with the influx of social media. Oh, okay. My favorite part of this scene is when he hacks, Tony Stark hacks the screens and is like, all right, you guys want to see what's really going on? And we just see the countries. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, uh, one thing that um, 
you know how the he shows like uh hammer tech or whatever and his like version and like the guy gets his like spinal yeah. cord cracked or whatever and he goes that 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 test pilot survived i'm pretty sure that that is referenced again in doctor strange on one of the on one of the cases like when he's being fed cases in the oh, car oh you know what i think you're right prototype suit yeah i remember that in doctor yeah. strange yeah like like deep spinal injury from a prototype suit yeah I, th- I think you're right that is reference there that was hilarious hammer trying to turn off the tv and just tony like just antagonizing him is, is perfect <laughs> test pilot survived <laughs> yeah he goes he like sits at the bottom. i'd like, like to me. point out that that test pilot survived <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he's so good and of course the legend most probably the most legendary line in all the mcu i tried to play ball with these ass clowns <laughs> Yeah, that's a great line. That is a great line. He calls himself a nuclear deterrent, which is, I think, that's straight up foreshadowing for the first Avengers. Maybe that line is a hundred percent. Well, it, it, Could he, be. in the first Avengers, he to, Tony Stark saves yeah. a nuke, oh. and so that saves the city from getting hit by a nuke. So I think Marvel likes to do this thing where they have lines in their previous shows or movies, and in future movies, they take that one line and use it as a story crux, and it makes it seem as if they were foreshadowing. I don't think a lot of the times they are. Suit of armor. Uh, I don't think they are doing it on purpose, but I think they're, they, the way they write these movies is they leave it open for interpretation so that later they can use it as foreshadowing and be like, see, look, yeah, we did it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I definitely think that's the case rather than being like, yeah, so in the Avengers, we're actually... They, yeah, they, I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think they had it planned out. I don't yeah. think they had it planned out. No, I think you're right. And I, I think, Iron Man too. They planned out the nuke in Avengers. I think what they do is they they don't write themselves into a, a into a, a wall into a corner. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Well, there's only four movies before the first Avengers, right? Iron Man, Incredible oh, Hulk, Iron Man five. Two, Thor, Captain America, Avengers. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I was not. I was not including the Incredible. Five. Yeah. Right, so yeah, four or five. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't think it's infeasible that they foreshadowed a couple things i i mean wouldn't doubt it just but at the same time future stuff projects you know there it it seems to be what david's saying where it's yeah it's they have an idea they make the idea and then they call it back later it's not like they plan for it in that moment which again they could they definitely could have i'm not saying they couldn't but for especially if they didn't directly call back him saying that it would seem a little weird that they planned it from Iron Man Two that Tony Stark is going to save a nuke. No, I actually, I, I, I'm actually on that side. I think, I think you're right. I think they just kind of they do a good job of night writing themselves into a corner, leaving it open for interpretation, yeah. and then using it later and making it callbacks. making it a callback. The senator tells Tony, "Callbacks are the greatest thing." Fuck you, which is kind of crazy. Yep. <laughs> like, fuck you, Mr. Stark. Yeah, even fuck you, even <laughs> even in. Today's political climate, I don't think I could ever see a senator just saying, fuck you, on live TV in a Senate hearing. Um, I, I love that. And then we get Vanko watching Tony on TV, which is uh, yeah. just just anytime Vanko shows up, I just Vanko and Hammer, just their <laughs> face is just perfect. They're just they're just yeah. so ridiculous. They're so cartoony. I love to love Vanko and I love to hate Hammer. Yeah. Oh, I, I love. I think both, man. So I think this movie is actually funnier than Iron Man One, by by a decent I, amount, by like agree. a decent amount. But a thousand and, and I think I don't know this, but I don't speak. <laughs> I, think, I think it's funnier, <laughs> intentionally and unintentionally. I definitely think I, I there's moments where 
I don't know about unintentionally. I don't know about unintentionally because we had we had Obadiah Stane doing his hammy hammiest ham. So maybe the unintentional hammer or uh, hammer unintentional humor (laughs) is 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 the same, but the intentional humor seems to be a lot more. Yeah, they seem to kind of be forcing themselves more into comedy with this movie, as opposed to seriousness. Which for this movie it works. For the future of the MCU, though, I I kind of dislike that. I I I don't want to get into that now, but Guardians, hello. Well, okay, but Guardians yeah. is a spectral case. It depends. It depends on the subject Guardians matter. I think. I think yeah, it depends yeah. on what the what the plot of the movie is for future movies. Um, There's definitely a track record of the MCU where they have a it's, lot of. It's one of the. I it's one of the biggest criticisms that. of the MCU is that there's yeah. sometimes where there's too many jokes. Uh, what what's what's next? We cut to Tony in his uh in his lab, right? And he's got he's still got that robot that he bullies. Hey, Pepper, <laughs> he's still... talking, yeah, yeah. We have some eight great, I believe, improv from Tony Stark with Pepper being sick. Is that improv? I'm pretty sure. I remember that being a, f- a fun fact that that was improv that she was sick one day on set and he <laughs> ran with it. <laughs> Don't doubt. L- leave it to Robert Downey yeah. Jr. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. was just doing so much. He, he was he, doing so much got, in these movies, man. Avengers. Um, I love the. Uh, we get his forty percent uh, palladium poisoning, and like we get that effect, which amazing special effects on the palladium poison. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was, I was about to talk about. The no, you're good. You're good. The the um, he finds out yeah. why he's dying. He knew, yeah. we didn't but find he tells out why he was dying, but. In this moment, we see that like that like burnt rustic core that he pulls out of the arc reactor. Yeah, that looked gross. Like the blue matrix effect on his body is just phenomenal. It holds up so well. I agree. I I agree. Yeah, it looks so crazy. The lines, this creeping, like just infection that just spreads. Most likely, that was practical because Marvel, Marvel loves to mix practical I'm, and cg they've been doing it for I a long time that so that you can't really tell actual look of it was practical but the creeping effect was definitely CGI. for sure for sure yeah yeah which again the mixing of it it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest the mix the mixing because because we're sitting here parsing out like okay was it practical was it cg and you can't really tell that's to me that's always the best is when they really make <laughs> yeah. it uh unknown where you can't you can't really determine and then right after that right after we find out that it's 40 percent, we have that scene with pepper and we have like like honestly amazing characterization where he's just giving like a whole bunch of his like personal effects away because he knows that he's dying soon oh i totally forgot about that yeah he does he does yeah he's talking yeah. about getting he, does, he is talking i didn't even think he, of that. He, he signs he signs uh the ceo to pepper he appoints her as the ceo yeah. yeah, and talks about legacy. Uh, Pepper, so all the stuff like yeah, he's just like you know I'm gonna give away this shit. Pepper, my CEO. Pepper also has a line in here that references the comic books where she asks if he's been drinking, mm-hmm. which is a callback because this story is essentially the same as a famous comic book story called Demon in a Bottle, where he is an alcoholic, but instead of his alcoholism destroying his life, in this movie they just made it that he's dying. Um, but it's honestly around kind of the same plot points yeah. for example Rhodey taking his suit that this is in the comics that's how Rhodey becomes war machine is iron is tony stark is an alcoholic and Rhodey says he doesn't deserve the suit. i mean yada yada same same kind exactly of the same in this plot movie. structure in this movie 
Rhodey doesn't know. Rhodey sees Tony Stark super drunk off his ass. Yeah. Kind of feels like like it was an allegory for yeah. me. Like he acted very weird and yeah. And he also had a scene where he yep. was just smashed drunk at his party. Yeah, that that's true. They, they, that's true. They, it, yeah. It was just the under the underlying reason is is different, but it is the same kind of theme going on. They probably didn't want to make his character like that yeah. for the MCU. They they probably liked the story and liked where it went, but they didn't want to be like, yeah, Alcoholism. Tony Stark is an alcoholic and he's ruining his life because of alcohol. Rather, it's like he's facing his own mortality, therefore he will because drink something. You know, you want to, you, you got to try to. It's it's still for you know yeah, kids are yeah. supposed to be seeing these movies too. But also, I feel like it's more interesting to tackle this in this way. I agree, I agree. Alcoholism is definitely a big problem, but I love seeing characters face their. Own I do mortality. like I do like the mortality when I'm. Not, it, it's one of those MCU changes where I get why they did it. I'm not mad about it, and I think it's just as good. It it doesn't uh it doesn't detract for me. I believe then we cut to uh, aren't Tony and Happy yep. boxing, right? They're they're working out, and then this is the first time we see uh, Black Widow, and she does her scissor kick. On Natalie her. Rushman. Well. That was so jarring for me seeing her in the movie. I did not remember at all. I was like, wait, that, uh, this was the first time we see. Yeah, Black I was Widow. like, wait, she's in the movie, huh? Didn't feel jarring after me. I was like, damn, that's cool. He actually plays. That's, the, that's what I mean. Not not movie, jarring, not jarring. I mean, definitely jarring, but like not in a bad way. I was like, "Huh? She's in the movie?" Because I just didn't know. I I definitely remember she was in the movie, and I think I think her 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 plot in the movie actually works really I well agree. because she does she does she does act heroic. She makes she has important scenes. And she does important <laughs> stuff to move along the plot. Yes, yes, she does. And she's also very very. It's very obvious if you know that she's Black Widow that she's just playing the shit out of Tony the whole time. Yeah. And it's it's pretty funny because you could, it's just you're watching his ego <laughs> just get manipulated right in front of you. We see her we see her use her uh, I don't even know what kind of martial art that like scissor leg kick is, but it, it, we see her flip happy with it. I don't know either. Probably some type of like acrobatic judo or something. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's like it doesn't even look practical, but I don't care because it's cool. And he gets flipped, and it's like, damn. That he weighs like a hundred pounds more than her. Very cool. And then though. we go to Monaco, right? This is right where we cut to Monaco. Yes, it is. Yeah, and we see, uh, we get our the weirdest cameo I think in a Marvel movie ever. Elon fucking Musk. What the fuck? Definitely, Elon Musk was there. Like the weirdest cameo ever. Just has like a line where he's like, "Hey, I'm Elon Musk, and uh, I'm here. What's up?" It's like, all right, Elon Musk in Marvel confirmed. I guess it just, I guess it was just to show us, that like, yeah, this is where the richest people in the world are hanging out. Um, I, I guess I, li- I couldn't. Fun tell fact you. about Elon Musk: uh, all of the Hammer industry scenes were filmed uh, at SpaceX. Look at that. So SpaceX has some drones that they're not telling us about. Yeah, that's actually crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> that, that was probably the reason Elon Musk was like, yeah, you guys can use my uh, facilities, but you got to put me in the movie. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. They were, they were probably asked him if he wanted to be Maybe. Maybe. It was just... He, he no, no. I, it, it, was, it was definitely a joke, but it was it was a, such a strange... It was such a strange was <laughs> cameo. Elon Musk is definitively not an actor. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. 
We see uh, Hammer again in this scene, getting interviewed by the same reporter from the first movie. Um, and yeah. it's, Hammer is just all kinds of... I don't... He's, he's like... It. It's so <laughs> weird. His scenes with Tony Stark are so weird because he is antagonistic to Tony Stark, but he's also kissing his ass. It's, it's incredibly yeah. weird. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, he's so sleazy, but, like, you can tell that he's, like, just a snake. He's just, he's just doing, like, the cheapest and shittiest <laughs> Tony Stark impression. He has the glasses. He has the spiky hair. <laughs> I love him so it's much. So good. Him. It's so Hammer's good. And so then this good. is uh, Tony's at fifty three percent, and he's dying fast because we're yeah. not even and we're not even twenty five minutes into the movie. An yeah, car. and he's he's just driving an F one car because he's dying. Uh huh. Yeah. Said fuck it and pulled out. The Which goddamn... what is the what is the protocol on that? Like can can someone is so can can a hey. rich guy just be hey. like just be a, hey I'm gonna he's drive this car. Man. Dude, yeah, he's Tony. He's I think Tony I think he Stark. said he owns it. I think that's what he says. He says, "What's the point of owning it if you can't yeah, drive it?" That's, good, sure. that's, that's true. He probably probably could. It's just it would be very strange. But then we get the little little bit of the race scene where everyone's freaking out because Tony Stark is driving, and then we get the boy, Ivan Vanko, in action. Definitely comes in with some fucking electric whips. Speaking of electric whips. Lightsabers could be real in the MCU. Tony Stark could make a real life lightsaber. He definitely could. Just think about he that for a second. Because those whips are just no, like, 100%. Are just lightsaber whips, basically. That's what it seems like. Yeah. I actually thought the opening scene of, of Vanko is filmed really cool. The Monaco scene with the, the camera shots from far away driving through the city is actually a very, very cool action scene. I thought it was I thought that entire scene was so cool. Yeah. It was i I I was surprised at how much I liked it and him just being a psychopath in the middle of a race, <laughs> 200 mile an hour race. Slicing cars cleanly in half. Dude, that, that flip, yeah. that yeah. flip that Tony was in was fucking crazy. His weapons are really cool. His suit yeah. looks really cool, I think. Benko, Benko definitely oh, just looks awesome. Like the car crashing behind him as he's walking is, is super... Yeah. Uh, just yes. superhero, <laughs> just like almost Power Rangers esque. <laughs> you know, it was fucking awesome too. That fucking portable Iron Man suit was awesome. Something we honestly we lose in the the later MCUs. Yeah, I disagree. I think the newer version of of the Iron Man suit, how portable that is with the the what 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 is it? Yeah, but I'm saying it's not, it's not as visually interesting. I think it is. How it, could they crawl all over his body? Oh, I like the suit. Up his scenes. suit. The suitcase scene, I actually thought went on way too long. When Happy crashes into Vanko and he's just sitting there smashing and they're taking forever to give Tony the suitcase, I'm like... Can, but can we appreciate how badass Happy is? Just for like one second. That he's such a badass. Happy in the Iron Man movies does not care. He's he's willing to try his heart out. He, he he's... Yeah, no, he's such... He's a homie. He's a real one. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Happy. I am a big fan of Happy, and I'm glad they've put him in the Spider-Man movies too, because I actually, I actually enjoy his character a lot throughout the MCU. He's gonna die. In the next movie. I hate to break it to you, Anthony. He's dying in the next Spider-Man. All right, let's relax. With that. <laughs> let's relax. Again. I don't know about all that. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and then Tony. Once Tony gets his suit on, though, it's kind of not really a fight. Uh, because. 
Because, okay, okay. Because he has, like, a bit of a suit on. It's like a metal... Yeah. He does get a car crashed into him. He does get a car crashed into him. Explain. Yeah, the suit gives off some BDSM vibes. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's, sure, it's like, but it's kind I think of American that, like, propaganda. Like, like, look at this shitty like Russian exosuit that has no protection whatsoever. His body's exposed. He gets, yeah, he gets, he gets. His body's Tony just hands it to him really quickly. Him in the chest um, and, die. and then Vanko just laughs like a maniac, and I and I'm I didn't care anymore. He's I was like, oh, yeah. I, he beat him so fast, and then Vanko's laughing, and I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. I mean, yeah. He definitely gets his ass yep. fucking pounded. He's, li- he's li- he <laughs> he realizes that someone figured what? out Tony Stark's tech, and that's, I also love, that's like, his more key. Fucking um, amazing characterization for Hammer, where everyone is watching and screaming. He's scheming yep. in his own brain. He's I can like, I like, can like, catch up. He has to that Tony voice smile where he goes, "I can uh, use this person." Tony talks to Vanko in jail. Why is he in his underwear? Just, just, I. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, like instead of being like, oh my god, this is horrible, just, people are dying. Yeah, like, that was the first thing that stood out to me. Like, why is this man just sitting in whitey tighties just talking to Tony about whatever? <laughs> I don't even know. Because we get him in his underwear. I, why are you even <laughs> questioning it? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's, you should be happy. Because that. we need we yeah. need more Ivan Vanko in whitey tighties. That's why. They didn't give us enough. Uh, two, things, two things I will say. The make God bleed line is awesome. Yeah. And like amazing motivation, and like pretty ironic that the only person who knew that Tony was dying is the person who tried to kill him. Is the villain? Yep. Yep. Palladium in the chest. Uh-huh. Painful way to and die. The only person who knew, and the only person he could talk to about it is the guy who tried to kill him. And he chooses not to talk to him about it. He chooses just to get well, up and leave. Because I mean, and ignore the comment altogether. Definitely. Yep. Because well, well, he was shaken by that one. But a, a, a less yep. a less steadfast person would be like, "How do you know about that?" And like question entirely. I think this is. I think this. I think what it is that scene is Tony's massive ego being kind of shattered. The illusion that he created to himself that he yeah. privatized world peace in air quotes isn't true. I think. I think that's what that scene is. It's Tony realizing, oh wow, I was wrong. He also, you know, I don't know if any of you remember this. He also gives Vanko an upgrade for the final fight. How so? Because when he first enters the thing, he goes, I looked at your tech, something, something oscillators. You're working on half power or something like that. And then later on. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, he, he does give him a tip. His, yeah. His actual suit, when he's in a full ass suit, he's like, thank you for the tip. It is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. He does give him a tip. True. But can, can we stop and talk about this for a second? Tony making massively futuristic weapons. It's basically like opening Pandora's box. While it's good, like, he can privatize world peace with it, as soon as somebody else gets it and it gets out there, how do you regulate that? Like, how do you stop that from spreading and becoming a wildfire? How do you stop everyone from having an Iron Man suit one day? Exactly. And this is this this is uh, mirrored in a comic book storyline called Armor Wars. Iron Man 2 kind of draws from that a little bit. And, of course, we're actually getting a show called Armor Wars on Disney+. Plus. That's probably going to go not? more into this. Yeah, it's going to start uh, Rhodey because obviously Tony is dead. Yeah. Um, but it's all about that idea that Tony is, you know, opened Pandora's box with his tech by creating it. Uh, as we know in the regular world, you know, there's going to be copycats. People can reverse an engineer. They, we catch up to each other. So it's, it's yeah. 
And it kind of shows us his failings in the beginning of the movie where he thinks that he's the only person alive who could do this, and it's not true. Well, I mean, come from recall what he said. The rest of the world, five, ten years, he was kind of on the money. Except for Vanko, he was on the money. True, but they only really started pushing for the suits and stuff like that because of Tony Stark, though. Yeah. He's the he's the inciting incident that makes the world go, we need to catch up. Yeah. And start pushing harder for that type of weaponry and that type of technology. I mean, yeah, but I have a unique perspective where I think that's kind of a good thing. Maybe, but... Uh, most, most of human progress is born from civilizations trying to outgun each other. True. And that is historically true. I, I, I definitely don't disagree true it's just tony is an astronomical jump but at the same time oh, yeah at, yeah at, at the same time that that's what it is he's like yeah. he's like prometheus he's like giving fire to the human it's a it's an astronomical leap from you know missiles and guns to laser man yeah. engineered suits that laser weapons fly. whips that can cut metal in clean two like what? metal moving at 200 miles an hour yeah like that's that's that that is a huge huge actual thing. human flight suit. Uh, he does say Tony comes from a family of thieves, in in the in their little conversation as well, yeah, which I thought yeah. was pretty important because it calls back to why his dad saying Tony's dad's name and Tony not really even knowing anything about his dad or about this guy. And that's that's basically how we learn about his uh, Ivan's dad that he was partnered with Howard Stark. But then yeah. was trying to be a little weasel and got kicked out of it. That seems to be the story. It's uh, the rare case of the publicized story is actually the true story. Tony, don't we cut to Tony and the uh, what's the next scene? Is it Tony yeah. and Pepper on the plane? No, it was, uh, it was Ivan's escape. No, actually, we get Hammer breaking Vanko out. Yeah, Hammer's escape. Uh, Ivan's escape. The entire oh, jail that's right. Vanko breaking him out. Yeah, Vanko breaking out. With the uh the the plastic C four explosives, they plant a dead body so nobody knows that. Oh, they planted a live body. Well, no, the dead body was dead. No, no. Oh was no, guy. that's right. That's him. right. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, a, it's, a, where... it's a no. Is this no, in the no, dude no, no, hanging? No, 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 no. no. They, they have a scene where they bring in a a, a, a cellmate inmate with the same number, and he, like, the same he number. It's like he looks up and he sees that they both have it, and they both realize, oh, we're gonna have to kill each other, and one person gets out. That scene, the prison break scene, I was just like, I was like, okay, well, this is your typical prison break. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was nothing special. It definitely was nothing special, but it it was fun to watch. We also like. Directly after that, we get Ivan and Hammer meeting for the first time. Yes, sir. In the hangar. <laughs> yes, sir. I love, I love how Ivan pretends to speak English because he doesn't <laughs> respect him at all. Give me my bird. He just doesn't respect Hammer at all. Like, like we saw, we know for a fact that he can speak English perfectly because he was talking to Tony like nothing. But for Hammer, he just fucking is a crazy Russian. He refuses to speak English. They're yeah. sitting at the fancy dinner table in the middle of an airplane hangar for no reason. Um, but hammer, hammer eating his dessert first. That's just amazing. <laughs> Why? I love you guys fucking copy it. But Hammer has like fake spray tan on his hands. Oh, I didn't he... even notice that. Yeah. I didn't even notice yeah. that. He, is, he, he like, called yeah. his, his dessert is <laughs> imported Italian ice cream from San Francisco. <laughs> just... I've so God, it's amazing. Yeah. And another thing, I don't know if you uh if you wrote this down, but one the thing that he says is 
if you want to go after Stark, you go after his legacy. Again, I was yeah. actually about to say that. It's the biggest, the legacy, the big theme of the movie. The legacy. He talks about the legacy. And um, that's when Hammer is, <laughs> gets confused. Are you, do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> Just Because um, I can get a, I can get a translator. <laughs> well, he also... The, and then we have that's, another that's, great that's scene. That's in this scene at the very end. He says, Bring ready, my cold man. <laughs> get you whatever you want here, man. I want my boot. Is, is this this bird? Is that's this bird from Russia? <laughs> is this a specific bird? I can get you ten this, birds. This is a very good. Bird. <laughs> He's such a great character. God, ha- hammer the, oh, the hammer man. and Vanko chemistry is just oh, fantastic in this movie. Yeah, it's really good. I, I I think without them, if there was like a different villain, it wouldn't be oh. nearly yeah. nearly as good. I think the movie's boring if the villains aren't so yeah. funny. If the villains aren't so just kind of just out there the movie is kind of yes, boring I, I definitely agree then we get to the, this is where tony sees he's looking up uh vanko's dad and his dad right uh brody is yep. mad at tony because you know tony obviously said no one had these suits and the u.s government is now saying well people have your suits bro people have your technology and you were wrong yeah. um and Rhodey's warning him they're gonna take all of your suits uh isn't this where is this where Tony tells Rhodey he's dying? No. No, right? Yeah. They, they He forces his birthday party because he has that conversation and, with Matt. Yeah. Um, but Rhodey can see that something's wrong with him, too, because doesn't he fall over? I mean, he, he's pissed drunk, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also had that. There's another uh, improvisation where he his his uh, his arc reactor is, like, not working. And, it, like, he, like, hits it on his chest and it lights up like like it's, like, broken. Oh, yeah. I really like that. I like that little that little touch, the VFX there. Whatever they're doing, look cool. Yeah. Um. Then we get to the birthday party. party. We cut to Hammer. I believe we cut to Hammer showing Vanko the lab. No. We got no. No, we have the entire birthday party. No. No, that's after. What? Yeah, that's right after. Because there's a there's a small scene of Hammer showing um Vanko the lab, and Vanko goes into his computer and he says software shit <laughs> <laughs> as he's like cutting into it, and, and Hammer is like. It's like, I don't know, is the software shit? I don't think the software shit. <laughs> he has no idea. 1.275 million a pop for the for the suits he's made. Can you put your um, head in there? You can't put he's his trying head in to make there. Iron Man suits for the army. Hammer is a complete like kind of the opposite of Tony where he's a sellout. He'll make these suits and sell it to the oh, US Army. Good. He'll sell it to anybody. He doesn't care. He yep. just wants, you know, glory and fame and wealth. And then we get to the birthday party where Tony is is Tony's really dying now. I see, I see. Well, and he asked he asked Black Widow, "What would you do if you if it was like your last day?" And she says, yes. "Whatever I want to do." Yeah. And then we get drunk, drunk Iron, Iron Man. Man dancing to Daft Punk. Oh. I think that is very cool. Yeah, the, the the robot rock during the fight scene in that scene yeah. is great. That was fantastic. The music is very strange. Him pissing himself is really weird. Uh-huh. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, him pissing. I mean, I do like the line where Pepper's like, you just peed the suit. And he goes, it has a filtration system. You could oh. drink that water. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was necessary at all. We get we get another one bites the dust. Yeah. Mash cut with it takes two. <laughs> was so weird <laughs> yeah it was funny it was definitely funny um and then this is where roadie puts on the suit because he's pissed at tony um, yeah tony's well he starts shooting bottles at the party roadie's probably thinking to himself he's gonna kill one of these people he's drunk off yep. his ass shooting bottles that people are throwing up like 
it, it would be irresponsible him not to go and get a suit <laughs> and to stop Tony. Yeah, he kind of had. He's he's yeah. kind of the only one who can. And we actually get a line in the movie where I'm glad we got. We find out that the Tony has the suits programmed that no one can wear them but him, except for one guy, Rhodey. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's all about him. He knows he's about to die, and he thinks that Rhodey's the successor, like just like Pepper is his successor for Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. The fight was the fight was very cool. I will say, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the fight yeah, a lot. Yeah, I like it. I had one major problem. It didn't take me out of it, but it was it was one problem that I noticed. How the fuck? How did Rhodey get so used to the Iron Man suit so fast? He definitely is really good in the Iron yeah. Man suit off rip. How? He He's really now. good right away. How? Yeah, I don't know how. With no training, doesn't yeah. take away from it at all. It doesn't take away from it. Hey, hey, he got he got the knowledge of how to use it from the same place that Vanka got the. Uh, my my question during the scene is is how often is Tony Stark's house going to get destroyed, man? Rude. His house is just constantly getting destroyed. He's he's rich. He's rich. He doesn't need to worry about. I mean, he doesn't have to care about the money aspect, but I would be annoyed for like three weeks. My house has to get fixed every time. Okay, okay. Let l- let me a- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a street cleaner? The answer is no, because they only come out when nobody's out. And it's just like Tony Stark's house. He has little house elves that fix it. He just said he has house elves. He just said Tony Stark's fucking house elves. Keeping that in. Keeping that that one out. Yeah, that's no, 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 we can cut elves. that one out. You heard it here and first, ladies and gentlemen. Potter. Tony Stark's <laughs> house elves are how these house gets fixed. <laughs> no. Confirm. No. Confirm Dobby's in the Iron Man universe. Surprise cameo from uh, from uh, Harry Potter. And... <laughs> so after Dobby fixes Tony Stark's house, we get a, uh... oh, there is a line during their fight where Tony Stark says, do you want to be the war machine? Um. Yeah, which I mean, total fan so... service, but kind of doesn't really fit. No, not at all. Why was he the? Why is he the war machine? Yeah, isn't he the uh, opposite? Wouldn't? Why would he be a machine of it. war? Military man. Also, in the middle of their fight, they're throwing discs at us, which I kept thinking: Are they just referencing Captain America in every scene here? There is a lot think... of Captain America references. There's a lot of disc throwing in the fight. I'm like, what is this? What is going on here? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was meant to be a Captain yeah, America reference. It's, it seemed like they were really pushing for that. I'm assuming when Rhodey takes the suit, he's going to give it to the government or have it be a government. Like, well, we saw, we well, saw yeah, he literally goes and gives it to the government. But he's the only one who can pilot it. So it's it's almost it's it's I don't think he knows that. I, yeah. I, I wonder I don't if anyone. he knows I don't that. think anybody knows that. I don't think anybody knew it, but Stark. His commanding officer orders him to do something with it, and he agrees. And then they have that entire yeah. later where he kits it out with Hammer. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody knew, or at least it wasn't shown that anybody knew that only he oh, could. We, we know one person. Well, knows. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it was shown to us that anybody else wouldn't have known, even Rhodey. It, it, it just felt a little, uh, a little weird to me because I would have assumed the government would be like. Well, we're gonna put our own guy in here, Rhodey, not you. I think they, I think they wanted it to uh, deconstruct oh, it and see uh, how it was make made. more of them, so they can have multiple. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is why, which is why they eventually give it the hammer. I mean, don't they actually have a scene of where they're talking about how it powers it and stuff? I'm pretty sure they have all that. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think, I don't think they, I don't think they can 
I don't think they can reconstruct it. I think that's why they just bring Hammer to to add to it. Yeah. yeah. Then we get Tony eating in the donut. Iconic shot. Yeah. Tony hung over eating donuts, and we see our first appearance in an actual movie, not in a post-credit scene, of Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. And we get Black Widow reveal. We get the Black Widow revealed that she's actually Black Widow. Uh, Sam Jackson is kind of doing a lot here. I, I actually enjoyed. He definitely is. enjoyed his appearance in this movie, where he's like, "You're Iron Man," and he just took it. <laughs> Talking about Rhodey taking his yep, suit. Yep. That's where Natasha says there should be a bunch of redundancies for like stopping anyone from taking a suit. And that's and that's when Tony says there is. It's only him and Rhodey who can use the suits. So Friday. this is what I was saying like way way earlier. Also, like he he just drops a random line where he's like, "I have issues in the Southwest region that I have to be dealing with other than you." And like I'm I'm thinking, hey, that's interesting. I wonder yep. what's, what's happening there. What is happening there? Pretty sure that's Thor. That ooh, that's Thor. So that's Thor because. In this movie, so this is a huge part of uh, the what we were talking about earlier with the script changes. This is where Shield gets thrown into the movies. Uh, it's a it's a part of this this moment in MCU history called Fury's Big Week, where in the span of the same week, he's dealing with Tony in the donut shop. He's dealing with Thor in New Mexico, and Captain America gets unfrozen in this exact same week. <laughs> He's doing the most, dude. And obviously, they give Tony a, a medication to help with the symptoms, and they point him in the right direction of getting himself fixed and back together, which yep. points him in the right direction. And one of the biggest things, we get more information about Howard Stark. He tells, Howard, uh, he tells Tony that he knew his dad better than Tony did. Because Tony's doubting his dad. He thinks his dad didn't like him. Yep, yep. That's a huge reveal. And even Tony himself is shocked at it. Showing that he didn't really understand his dad or know his dad. And we also find out that Howard Stark is a founding member of In S.H.I.E.L.D. In a way. This, this movie kind of does a lot of legwork for movies that would come 10 years down the line, you know? Civil War, Infinity yep. War, Endgame. Speaking of dads, we also find out the big reveal about uh, Vanko and uh, Howard how they were partners and we, we basically get told the truth about them. Yeah. Nick Fury is the one, the one uh, telling him the truth, but we kind of had the truth already. That's, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, no, where... we definitely did. We definitely did, but it's basically just told us to our face. It's just, it's just straight told to us. Yeah. It's told in better detail. This is where he says, I don't want to join your boy band referencing the Avengers as well. Foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah. Or hinting, hinting at bigger things for these movies. We we get the entire scene, Venko and Hammer. <laughs> we got you your bird. He's not my yep. bird. Venko and Hammer. <laughs> and he's he's he turned the suits into drones and we have that amazing interaction where hey he, he can't put his head in there. Can try to put your head in there. He can't put his head in there, Ivan. He can't put his head in there. It's 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 a it's a great bird. It's a great bird. This this is a good bird. It's a great bird. I can make I can make. Soap. I love them, and then we. Uh... It's a great bird. I... And uh, the little line where he says, "Don't get attached to <laughs> things. You gotta <laughs> let go, Ivan." And then yeah. when he I finds out it's the drone, he, he goes, "Don't get so attached to things, man. Learn to let go." Great... Uh -huh. Oh my god, what a great accent! It's a fantastic scene. It's like it's like I said, like some of the scenes with Tony, Robert Downey Jr. is kind of having to carry oh, shit, the man. scenes really Isn't hard. It? Where and then the Hammer and Vanko ones are just I could just watch those I could just watch a whole movie of Hammer and Vanko yeah. being like uh, like, like Team Rocket, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Team Hammer is blasting off again. Yeah. I mean, so the one thing I really loved honestly is that like 
like Hammer wants to be this big important guy. Like he's like, you know, I want to be the schmoozing guy who's manipulating people, but honestly, he's barely even a pawn. He's like just getting taken advantage of by everybody. By everybody. Hammer is just Hammer is just too small for this world and doesn't realize it. <laughs> Although so also speaking of Hammer, we are there's a lot of rumors that in that Armor War show I was talking about, Hammer is going to be a, a main character again, which would be incredible. That would, that would have been good. That'll be so good if he is. Is, is that going to be canon to the MCU? Bro. Or is it going to be... Yeah, it's Disney, a Disney Plus show. Disney Ooh. Plus show. Oh, Anthony, imagine if, if, if he was one of the misfits who helped him... What's his name in that Spider-Man movie? Ah, that could uh, help Mysterio. Could be, could be related. Yeah. Could be related. I really hope we get him back. I think he would be great in the Armor Wars show. I think Hammer I 10 years later is a really cool thing. I mean, we're getting Blonsky 10 years later from Incredible Hulk, so I feel like Hammer could be a, a good addition, and it would help build that show out because Rhodey, you know, th that's kind of what the Disney Plus shows are doing is these side characters that Luke was saying he doesn't like so much, are they give them more character development and give them more background so that we actually have a reason to care about them. And I think giving Hammer that would be really cool because we already care. So if you just build more into him, where people are going to love him. You know, he's. I, I think it's consensus yeah. that he was a great character in this movie. Yes, 100%. Theory tells Tony there's a lot about his dad he doesn't know. Uh, we see Coulson for the first time because Tony's been put in timeout. And S.H.I.E.L.D. is basically telling him, you have to save your own life, bro. You can't. We're not letting you die. We're not letting you die. You can't important. let you die. Yeah. And Coulson tells him he'll tase him and watch Super Nanny while he drools into the carpet if he tries to get away. <laughs> hey, and uh, by the way, Coulson kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, Coulson just doesn't even let him. You know, <laughs> doesn't even watch him. All this big shit. Coulson doesn't on, even man. watch yeah. him. And the, the second time we see Coulson is when he's coming back and Tony's already figured everything he's out. Like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I've got reassigned." He's like. Yeah, it, yeah, you weren't here anyway. I left like four he times. Does, I left. <laughs> and Coulson's like, oh. <laughs> the thing I really do really, really like is that Anthony was, uh, Tony was looking for answers in his father's things, but he didn't realize that he had to find the answer on his own until he had that like, like motivating speech from his dad in the, in the, his dad, thing. his dad gave him the answer but he didn't give him the answer you know he was like yeah damn, i actually have to go figure this shit out for myself after he gave him the inspiration to figure it out and right before this we get the scene with a uh, pepper and happy and natalie how and they've that's all like, turned on him oh yeah when he goes to when he goes well that's that's it that's that's right yep. that's, that's juxtaposed right in the middle of this scene so he he's Figuring yep. stuff out, watching his dad, and then he goes to see Pepper after he sees his dad. We have that, uh, that amazing line where he goes, what isn't always will be my yes. greatest creation that's is an, you. That's an amazing line. Yep. And that's a, that's a good line. It's a good line to build up Howard Stark, because Howard Stark would kind of become more of a character in the MCU movies. Later on, he'll make appearances in Ant-Man and all these other movies and obviously be a huge part of the history of this universe. And he seems to be really starting to get fleshed out in this movie and it also fleshes out tony's character because the the uh relationship to his father is a huge part of who tony is i feel in the mcu also pretty crazy if you think about it he is including like he he puts tony as a more valuable and important creation than shield because he's the co-founder of shield yep yep he's he 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 i mean he like you said like you just said my most important creation is you in the middle of that, we have obviously him seeing Pepper. Everyone's kind of sick of Tony that's around him. 
And then we also cut into right in the <laughs> middle of that, which is I'm kind of noticing as we're talking about the movie and we're going through the plot, we keep mixing up these little scenes. And I don't think it's on us. I think it's actually on the movie now that I'm thinking back on it, because there's so many moments where, for example, this section, we have Tony lo learning about his dad. Then he goes to see Pepper. Then we cut to and it's an incredible scene. We cut to Hammer showcasing his weapons to Rhodey. And then we cut back to Tony. It's actually worse than that because there's there's another cut in between there because it has it has um Tony first for the first time when he finds out about his dad. Then there's a scene with Ivan and thing where he's where they have like the don't get attached to things. Then it goes back to Tony. Then it goes to Pepper. Then Tony again, and then back to Hammer. And, and Brody. Yeah. Um, they're all yeah. great yeah. scenes. They're just so it's so jumpy. It's so jumpy. It's very jumpy. It's the editing's yeah. very like, jumpy. And I didn't think about exactly. it while watching. I only really thought about it just now as we were trying to talk about it and i was like why are we jumping around scenes so much and i was like oh it's because the, <laughs> the movie, movie jumps, jumps so, much, so much and if you don't know exactly which scene comes first it's easy to just get them mixed up just by that much yeah just by that much because yep. even if you replace like one yep. scene with another it doesn't really affect the entire scene like like if, if you put no. the whole pepper talking uh or pepper and uh natalie and happy talking to uh tony before Tony watching his entire dad's uh, video, it does it changes nothing. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. It just flows better. Yeah. No, you're right. A little detail that I do like is that, you know, he has the thing with the strawberries, and she's like, the one thing <laughs> in the world that I'm allergic to is strawberries. I, <laughs> I knew there was it's like that's not the right connection though. <laughs> um that's where he sees the board and kind of gets inspired to to break down the board and find the find yeah. the secret to the new element. And then I believe is when we get Hammer selling the weapons, right? There's I have a huge yeah. question here. Yeah. Why Go the ahead. fuck is Hammer eating a lollipop? It is so weird. I <laughs> I, I don't get it. Because it's such a thing Hammer would do. It just it's <laughs> such a Hammer thing. Yeah, it's like it's like he yeah. has this, like yeah. he, wants, he to wants to be the, the big bad guy. He's walking into the, into the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally like he wants to have that cocky bravado. I had to pause the movie. I had to pause. I was like, what the fuck, bro? The scene with him showcasing the weapons is another just incredible scene. Um, him calling that. all the weapons, He's describing like, them. <laughs> there's, if you, you guys Give me something if you go back and watch, there's a bunch of cuts where John, Don Cheadle is covering his mouth because I'm pretty sure he couldn't get through the scene without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> like, if that's if that's true, then oh there's my a bunch god, of scenes, it's so good. You see him crack a smile. It is it is so good. It is so good. When he's explaining the the weapon, if it were any smarter, it would write a book and read it to you. <laughs> Dude, it's it's actually it's it sounds like something out of an Austin Powers movie. It it sounds like so, directly. Yes, it's so campy and I love it. Calls it it's the amazing. ex wife. Also, <laughs> yeah, pretty good setup for that uh, that uh, that ending the gag. Yeah, <laughs> the gag where it just doesn't even yep. work. It's hammer tech. Yeah, and then obviously we get it's Tony figuring his stuff out. He's the great. Like I said, this is almost building uh, background for Endgame. Where he's, I built this for you. One day you'll figure it out. Change the world. You're my greatest creation. Tony kind of accepting his dad yep. into into his life post his dad's existence. Um, Builds a fucking death laser. Yeah. In his own yeah. garage. No, 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 no. He builds a particle accelerator. I don't think so. I, I, I. 
No, 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 no. It literally, I, I looked it up. I looked it up to make sure it is a particle accelerator. That's strange. Then it doesn't, it doesn't function the way an actual particle accelerator. I know. Yeah. I know. That's in my notes. I was like, damn, Tony Stark built a particle accelerator. But then when I saw that it just creates a beam of death, I was like, that's not actually what a particle accelerator. No, does. I, I know. It, it, it starts off normal, like the, the yeah. particle going around and around, and then it becomes a laser. <laughs> like. That's not how it works. That's not how that's not how reality works. That seems to be along the lines of the of the tech the tech thing. Yeah, we, yeah. We were talking about with John Favreau earlier, where they wanted to make just outlandish tech. Yeah, that kind of seems to be. He, I don't even think he builds the particle accelerator. By the way, I think he just has it lying. He had around. to assemble it. Yeah, I guess. He did assemble which is, it. Yeah, which, which was like. <laughs> And then we have another scene of Captain America. We get the shield. Not okay, but this is a reference. This is this a, is a direct. This is a direct. Yeah. John Favreau ejaculated eye of fucking Captain America into yes. your eyes. Yeah, Coulson picking us up. He goes, "What is this?" And it's the shield. Is this what I think it is? He goes, "Do you know? Oh, yeah. what it is? Do you know what it is?" And then Captain America goes, "That's exactly what I need." <laughs> and he just wedges he it, puts it under. Yeah, you think it's, it's going to be important, <laughs> and then he just shoves it under the pipe. And it's just a prototype Captain America shield. My God, which is definitely not made of vibranium because that thing looked like yeah, shit. it was trash. That thing looked like trash. It was not made of vibranium. <laughs> it's not the real shield at all. I think no. the shield got frozen with Cap, right? I don't know. It had to. It had to have been if it, if it was with it. I've no um, never seen a, a Captain America. We get obviously we talked about him Absolutely. apologizing to Pepper. I don't think there's really much about that scene besides the strawberries. Yeah. The next, the next scene. Oh, was, that's um, right. A hammer. In. I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's where um he, Ivan's uh, fucking hammer's facade <laughs> finally cracks and he gets really pissed off. I don't speak Russian, and like yeah, he goes, I can make salute and everything. It's amazing. And he takes the bird and he stuffs it into a pillowcase. I was so mad. I was actually oh so angry. Well, kind of like the movie, we kind of just glossed over the fact that Tony healed himself in that scene, saves his own life. Well, he built a particle accelerator made made a new element it's not it, it's less of a gloss over that he saved himself yeah. and more that he built a new element he created a new element no no he didn't create it he rediscovered it he, no no he created it <laughs> he's the first one to create the element in reality yeah it's like they had the blueprints yeah he created oh, yeah. a new element they had the blueprints of the element but he's the first one to make it real which is just I mean, you're right. The movie makes a point of it, but it also does definitely feel kind of glossed over because it's just I mean, we're like we still have 40 minutes left of the movie and he's been, it's well, he's healed. Yeah. The biggest chunk is the fight scene, though. So it also is like a, it changes his arc reactor from the circle to the triangle I like it. upside down. I triangle. like triangle. Look. I do like the triangle look of the of the arc reactor thing more than the circle. I did. I did. I did like and it looks different enough. Um, and then that's obviously where we cut what Luke is saying. We. Hammer, <laughs> not speaking Russian, uh, taking the bird. I did not like how they treated that bird. Yeah, I did not like that, and I don't even like birds. But I didn't like that. That was that was too mean. Neither do I. And they fucked that they, bird dude, up. I was angry. yeah, dude. I was angry. I was like, hey man, I, I got especially mad. I was... especially after he got attached to the new bird. Hey, well, we get some bird retribution because we can't. We get the next time we see Ivan. Those two guards are fucking hanging yeah, they're by dead. the neck. Well, I so so when they first when they first cut to the scene and Hammer's telling him what he's gonna do and he's like, "I took your stuff. How's that make you feel?" And the guy's just holding the bird in a bag, and I thought the bird was dead. I forgot that the bird lives, and I was so upset. I was like, "They just killed <laughs> this bird, dude. It's fucked up. What the hell?" <laughs> he thought it was nighttime. It was sleep time. 
I guess. Upside time to down go to bed. sleeping. <laughs> and more more great characterization from Ivan when he calls Tony to like you yep, know, and he thinks it's Coulson, but it's actually Vanko. Because I think yeah. and he also has that thing where he calls back, he's like, What you said? Double rotation, very good, very yep. powerful. We get that. We get Vanko kind of antagonizing Tony and Tony realizing what he has to do. Um, then we cut to the Stark Expo and it's Justin Hammer just just being the best character in the movie, really, just being the best character Hammer in the movie. Up. Just just yep. dancing on stage, <laughs> yep. just just looking like <laughs> yeah, just oh my god. Oh, good it's good so good. Oh, it's so good. And he he can dance, by the way. He could dance. He was pulling off some dance moves yeah, there. Definitely can I was dance. impressed. I was like, okay, Justin Hammer. <laughs> and he, he gives his little speech and everyone's just like uh are we no one to, cares are we supposed to cheer for this what's no what's going cares. on i love him i love hammer and when we see the drones i immediately I, I remember the first time i saw the movie and i immediate like the first time this time every time when he's pulling out the drones i'm like this idiot doesn't even realize that he has <laughs> these drones are about to be used as a weapon he's so yep. stupid so weird shit so, so stupid Drone he's just being played he's played by everybody by everyone by tony yep. by vanko he's just played he's just like the idiot he's the idiot in the room <laughs> just yep. doesn't realize he's I the idiot him. oh God, man i love him yeah it is great the drones obviously tony shows up at, at yep. the at the uh flies in and tells uh, in. tell roadie who appeared in his war uh war machine suit tells him that they've got to get everyone out there the War Machine suit looks great, by the way. Yeah, looks awesome. Does. I love it. Looks so much like War Machine from the comics. That's the one thing the MCU does really right and has been doing really right since the beginning is they are not afraid to make these characters look like how they look in the comics. And that, for me as a comic book fan, is important. It, it I don't care if it looks campy. Make them look like the character, you know, make them look comic accurate, make make it who I don't care if it's campy. I understand that this world is, you know, make believe I, I want to see the colors. I want to see Iron Man bright red. I want to see War Machine with the dumbest, most unpractical gun on his shoulder. You know, like I just it, it just looks great to me. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the way they do that. Yeah, it, it looks really good. Rhodey thinks Vanko's dead. Because everybody does, because of the prison break. Yep. And then I believe right after Tony comes, the drones immediately just get come to life, and this is where the action scene starts, right? And Rhodey, Rhodey suit, suit gets hacked. That's actually, I you could tell they saved a lot of the CG for this final yeah. battle, like the, a lot of the budget, because the the drones flying around, Rhodey's suit chasing Tony, it all looks. It, awesome. it looks really good, especially his 2010 movie. Yeah. It looks really good. It it. it, it it pretty much holds up almost entirely, almost entirely. The CG in these movies seems to always hold up. And this is another uh, kind of background info I picked up on. It's Marvel does this thing with their movies where they do. They're one of the first studios in Hollywood to really lean into the idea of pre-visualization. So they hire a graphic company or a, a, a VFX company uh in particular, this one specific company called The Third Wave, I think is their name. And they do, or The Third Force, I don't know, something The Third. But they, what they do is they send them the scripts and that company will pre-visualize in almost PS2 era graphics what the scenes are supposed to look like. That's cool, though. And it gives the director and the actors an outline of how the scene is supposed to look, almost like a guide to film to. I, I think that's genius. It's genius. It it makes it makes the 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 action scenes have consistency. 
you know? Yeah. So there was one thing that I, you guys are talking about that how everything holds up. There's one thing that I think so far, at least from Iron Man 1 and 2, that hasn't hold up is any time we see someone in an Iron Man suit with their, with their helmet, helmet off. I was I, I didn't That's say entirely. So I said it mostly holds up. It's it's so it's just so jarring. Oh, it's yeah. so we jarring. Have, we had it. With, uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah. We have both. It's it's just I, I don't because <laughs> they, they, they get the complete like sleekness and the lighting of the Iron Man suits without anything else. Perfect. It looks so good. But the second you try to add something in reality to it, it just it so looks in the future uncanny. It in the future movies, do you guys off. held that same opinion? Do you think I don't, I don't know because <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, yes, actually one hundred percent yes. Because I remember vividly in Infinity War when you have Hulk in the Hulkbuster and it's just his head is peeking out and it looks so, so bad. So this actually has to do with the background making of the movie stuff as well. In these early movies, I don't believe I believe that the entire suit is CG, but in the later movies, they would try to make the chest and shoulder areas of the suit practical so that the head wouldn't look so jarring coming out of it. And they probably could do that for the Hulkbuster, huh? And they probably couldn't do that for the Hulkbuster, yep. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. I think that Tony in the future movies, when he has his mask off, it looks okay. It looks better at least than in these, because I did notice that exact same thing where I was I was sitting there thinking to myself, wow, that looks like a floating yeah. head. You know? <laughs> it, looked, it looked slightly strange. Somebody photoshopped Tony Stark's head on top of a suit. So, <laughs> someone photoshopped this motherfucker. <laughs> like they just, they just comped it out with a mouse. Goddamn. Copy and paste. We have Hammer not knowing what the fuck is going on. At this point, he's in the back. Um, uh, we have Pepper and Natasha just owning him. Natasha showing her her you know secret agent prowess by pinning him to the desk and telling him to tell her the information she needs. Um, Venko is basically just trying to murder as many people as possible. He's just just he's kind of gone crazy. It's kind of, Venko has just gone like full Iron Monger yeah. at this point. I feel that this it, it's it's a fun yeah. fight scene, but I feel like story wise it sort of falls off a little bit it's the exact same problem yeah. as the first movie yeah it's the exact same problem as the first movie where it's just <laughs> it's you're just it's still fun but it's just like it's lacking why? just slightly it's like it's why it's it, there's no it, why is vanko doing this i hates tony stark all right <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it's it's definitely it's uh, the fight scenes so much fun the fight scene the um, entire fight scene great and the the scenes with with a uh, Scarlett Johansson. I was about to mention the scene with Happy and Scarlett yep. and and Natasha when they're getting in the car, yep. and he's she's like, "I'm driving," and he's like, "He's like, I'm not going to this place." He goes, "No, no I'm driving. driving. Get in the car." <laughs> yeah, another. So, for uh, our little fun facts, I don't know if you guys know this, and I think I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is correct information. That kid who has the Iron Man mask on. That Tony saves from a robot is Tom Holland. Is it? Yes. So, so it's not Tom Holland the as an actor, but Luke is right. Uh, the little kid in the Holland? Iron Man mask is Peter Parker. Oh, Kevin so Feige they, oh, has con- had confirmed it later on that when they were making the movie, they didn't plan it to be that, but he was. It's kind of the same thing with the nuclear deterrent line, where they're like, "Yeah, that's Peter Parker, sure." You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what's interesting. It, it, well, it still is interesting. It's just, yeah, it's not actually Tom Holland. I thought what I thought when I when I 
heard it a while ago was that it was Tom Holland as a child yeah. actor. No, no, it wasn't Tom Holland as a child actor, but it was. That would have been is, It is Peter Parker. <laughs> that would have been nuts. Yeah, that, if, especially if he got the role as Spider Man later. If that, if that was crazy. real, if that was real, I would take back everything I said that <laughs> about about them the, the whole Iron Man stopping a nuke thing. I would be like, no, that was planned from Iron Man. Yeah, but, I definitely yeah. think that's that's that in particular is one of the signs that shows me that they kind of don't plan as strictly as we think but they leave the door open for them to branch out yeah, and connect yeah. I, I think that's a really good um, way to do it i guess we could parse out talk about the happy black widow so, in the car just yeah i'm one thing i'm dying laughing now because i forgot i wrote this down in my notes Remember how you said that this was the same thing as Iron Man One, yeah. which was like the same thing. Uh, like I wrote down, definitely sucks that the villain is Russian Jeff Bridges. <laughs> he got Russian Jeff Bridges now. He's one hundred percent just Russian Jeff Bridges. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, it's so it's. I mean, the movie's fun enough and funny enough where I don't mind. But if I was yeah. really focusing, I'm definitely saying to myself, "Okay, this is uh, <laughs> unnecessary." You know, yeah, this is a little, <laughs> this is a little, uh, it's a little campy. We're getting into real campy territory. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the Black Widow happy in the car. Yeah. See, uh, now we can talk about the definitely whole... rough, definitely rough. Yeah. Like I it just. Yeah. So the, the the whole the whole Black Widow scene, her changing, it's it's dated. It's definitely dated. All right, here, here was this is my perspective on yeah. the whole matter. I feel like it's so okay. I I could completely understand if you come from the perspective where this is harmful and this is like you know haha we're having this female character where she's capable but we're gonna ogle her. But I feel like it could easily be taken the other way where this is. A, a strong, capable woman who is like more skilled and smarter than most of the male characters who disparage her, and she's also sexy as fuck, and that's just okay because women can do that. Um, I, I okay, so I agree with you in certain aspects where she's manipulating Tony using her looks and her charm. Uh, is where they're hinting at that she's a spy and she can do anything to manipulate people and get what she needs, the information she needs. I just do. I think that the scene of Happy just looking back is kind of played for a joke and it doesn't really add to her being a spy it's just another chance for us to get for them to put scarlett johansson in lingerie and it was it's just it's just, it's like david said it's scarlett definitely johansson dated body. yeah yeah even in the fight scene we get later when they are in, infiltrating you you just can tell some of the shots they chose were to accentuate her they're body. gratuitous they're yeah. definitely gratuitous which is which is fine for the time but that's the thing like, I mean, it just feels like strange because also at the same time they're having putting so much emphasis on her being a badass. yes because she's a badass and she's a strong woman but yeah. at the same time she's sexy as hell and they're like yeah. yes people are gonna like looking at her she's gonna be a great sex appeal men and boys all over the place are gonna go see this i think that's what they decided to do otherwise they wouldn't have chose especially during the fight scenes to choose such strange shots i think the angles the angles are definitely a little a little noticeable and they don't they do that with black widow's character in the early mcu but once we get towards the later mcu and we get rid of the joss whedon kind of creepy old producer influence on these movies um she we stopped getting that like in endgame and infinity war we no. don't really have that we see her still being a badass but we don't really have the gratuity yeah. 
I agree. I just think it's a thing of the times, right? It's 2010. It's it's right yeah. around the start of social media and when these ideas start coming into the public's mind. And I think it just like, hey, it just has to do with something with the times. I mean, it's not so I'm, offensive I'm not where I'm, where I'm yeah. mad about it, but it just is something to note. I'm not complaining. It's just it seemed strange that they would do that to the character. Which, which is, I'm sure is a, a directoral choice. Well, but. the sad part about that is it's actually also a comic book thing as well. It's something that oh, well. happened in the comic <laughs> yeah. books a lot and and is definitely not a great look on the history of comic books and of superhero genre stories in general. Um, I think we sh I should probably mention a lot of the characters that are female in comics were created just to bring little boys into comics and to get them yes. excited to, you know, look at those characters. Um, I, I will say this, however, you know how I'm thinking about it. This is actually a very good way to, to, to describe the way I'm thinking about it in that. I forget what it's called. That show oh, that you guys love that I think is just all right. Invincible, uh, invincible. They have that scene where they're talking about, about, What's it? Adam Eve is talking about how her, her someone's talking to her yeah, about how she's dressed. I, I designed like, no, this. Yes. I chose this. I chose. I wanted to look like this. I feel like that might. I, that's that's kind of the vibe so I got. I, didn't I, really I, I was about vibe. to say this. That yeah, probably they did do it for like male characters, but like also like this strong woman okay. can also be sexy and hot, and that you're like you know. I, I see. I, I I don't know. I don't doubt that the suit. I mean, also, I was I was like I don't know. I, I I think a lot of the things they chose for her in this movie was specifically because of her body rather than, oh, she's sexy and uh, smart. Because of, like, how it was presented, we don't really, like, we, we find out later that she's a Russian spy. Like, she was a Russian spy. We found out in this movie she's a Russian spy. Yes, yes, but we it, we delve into it later. We actually don't. We just find out that she's yeah. a shield. We, 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 we don't know that she's Russian or well, anything yet. We find out her name is uh, Natasha Romanov. Yeah, but they don't go into her, like, her background at all. True, true. But Because but, her character is a Russian spy. Yes. So she has the, the seducing tactics. And if it was used in such a manner as, as of that, which I could, I could get... I, I could be okay with the fight scene if she uses some of those tactics. But realistically, all it was was we got some weird angles of her yeah Ra like rather than her using her body as a Granted, distraction to for be the guys. to be fair to the movie i don't think it's so gratuitous that it's that they do a disservice to her character no because no i actually have in my notes continuing with the plot when they get to like the the hammer uh base or, or spacex whatever the hell it is she beats up 20 guys while it takes happy time to beat one. Yeah, That's yeah. a great character moment. She's the one she's 100%. the one who gets Rhodey his control of his suit back. You know, she plays an important role in yes. the in yes. the action and in the final scene and in helping the good guys win. So, it's not a huge disservice to her character. Not at all. But it is it all. just is something to note and it's something that we won't see in movies in the future because of the way modern culture has kind of evolved. It just it stuck out as as me as like like a sore thumb. Yeah, it, it was just it was just distracting enough that I noticed it and had to make a note yeah. of it. Yeah. Speaking of distracting, happy fucking Mike Tyson's a person's ear off of their fucking head. That was crazy <laughs> when he bit the guy's ear. I was ripped someone's ear off. That was crazy. I was I was freaking <laughs> out at that. I forgot that happened, and he bites the guy. I was like, oh my god, this is so violent. <laughs> like he's struggling he so gets up, hard. got him <laughs> and he just looks there's like 20 guys unconscious 
Um, ha- dude, happy, he's the biggest homie. He's trying his hardest, man. Jeez. Yeah. Give him a super suit. Tony telling Pepper they could have been in Venice over the comms is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Also, he has a fucking a great one-liner. He says, I'm bending <laughs> up. Hammer <laughs> The, the comedy in this movie is just on point the entire way through. It's it's it, throughout the whole movie the comedy's great. Throughout the whole movie the comedy is like great yeah. and it fits because this movie is a lot campier than the first one. I think I agree. Um, and then we're obviously we get to the forest. The what? Fucking incredible. The Zen Garden in Amazing. the Star Japanese Expo. Zen Garden with fucking like petals flying off like a great, like an old great Japanese little uh, samurai. Great movie. little like setting for the final yeah. battle to happen. I definitely yeah. They have that. Like, I think this scene 40. is one of the first ones where we start experimenting in these movies with the backgrounds being CG. Because I think that Zen Garden was CG. I think that was filmed in a studio. I, I have to. I have to right? imagine. I have to imagine. Yeah. Those. Which is great because but, you can't even notice. I mean, I I didn't even notice. I I would have believed that was a real place. You know. Yeah. I mean, the CG was good enough that if you had told me that was real, I would have been like, "Damn, that's crazy that that's real." But I wouldn't have really. This is the first time we get Tony and War Machine fighting together. Tony does his super dope red laser spin from straight from the comics and Marvel versus Capcom and, you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, straight from video games and comics. That was super cool when he pulls that out. And Rhodey asking him. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever did the choreography was amazing. Yeah, the the fight choreography is great. It is great. Whoever did that, props. Props. it It distracts from the fact that it's so, like, ham-fisted yeah you know because the hammer or not hammer but vanko's motivation is so kind of not there that yeah because we had the great motivation of make god bleed and it's just like all right i'm gonna yeah yeah i'm just gonna kill him right (laughs) his motivation in the beginning is actually great and then now it's just kind of non-existent but i might as well kill him with the fight scenes it just it's so cool that i don't i don't really i didn't really think about it too much it was just something i noted um and Ivan's fucking suit, I think, is probably the coolest one in all. It's really cool. It's really cool. I have in my notes, Vanko is Russian Ironmonger. So yeah, we definitely just, oh, we definitely did, we're on the same page with that. Um, War Machine using the ex-wife and it doing nothing. Yeah. That's a great gag. Hammer tech. <laughs> Hammer tech. Yeah. <laughs> so sad about it. Um, I love. Can I also say, what the fuck is up? At least so far, with Iron Man villains exploding. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> this is like a narrative through line. Both Iron Man villains have exploded to death. Do you remember Iron Man 3? No. <laughs> I had never watched Iron Man 3, so. Get ready for exploding villains. Yay! <laughs> like, what the, the trilogy? And I, don't, and I don't mean just the last villain. Oh, Get ready no. for exploding villains. <laughs> Iron Man You're right. That is as definitely a Michael Bay. <laughs> that is definitely a narrative through line in these movies. Is his villains just Sorry. explode? Um, Literally being blown up. It is a good callback though. When they're defeating Vanko, it's directly a callback to when they fought at his birthday, and yeah. you know yeah. he puts up his hand. And I think Tony even says a line that references the birthday to him too. Yeah, he says like put your hands. I think he says you want to be the war machine or something like that. Some yeah. some line that's a callback to when they were about when they were fighting during the birthday. It was very good. It was very good. Danko is kind of dealt with super easily again. Kind of just kind of just, you know, he's just cartoon villain at this point. <laughs> I, I I definitely wish he did more damage with his laser whips. I think the laser whips are so yeah, cool. They kind of just use it to choke out Iron Man and War Machine. Yeah. But at the end there, when he's flying away, like trying to rescue Pepper and everything's exploding around him. 
felt like it was a callback to the very intro when he's like getting flying through the uh through the expo to the uh, fireworks yeah 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 Yeah. visual callback definitely and then he obviously saves pepper and they kiss for the first time and we get one of the greatest quotes in the entire movie we get which one war machines sitting behind them looking at them he says you guys look like two seals fighting over a grape <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I wasn't very into that. And honestly, I'm not. I wasn't I'm kidding. I was so weirded kidding. out. I was like, I'm "Why is he kidding. watching?" I was. Yeah. Why is he? Just, I in my notes, I have Rody just watching. LOL. In and all caps. Thing, I was like, "Why?" Like, it's so weird. I have in my notes, like, like one of the last things I have in my notes, I just said, I kind of don't like Rody, and it's because I remember Stark is like, "It's like I'm gonna get that suit back." He's like, "No, nah, no, you don't." And he just flies off with it. I think that's badass. I think that's funny. I think that's funny, and I think that's so in character. He just doesn't give a shit. I feel like that's just like a dick move. No. <laughs> it is definitely a dick move. They kept some of Rhodey's dickness yeah. from the first movie in this one, and then it would just go away in the later movies. But in this one, he's definitely got like that dickish. I, I thought that was him. a good ending. Uh, and then we see the you know kind of epilogue of the movie. We have Tony reading a folder that says the Avengers Initiative. Which back in 2011, <laughs> when I saw this for the first time, I was freaking out. I was like in the theater, pumping my fists, just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're really going for this. They're really gonna try to make a, a superhero team up live action movie." You know, we're so spoiled now with it that you know what? I, something that uh, that like now in retrospect, knowing stuff that I know now, I kind of hated it because I don't like anything to do with Captain Marvel, and knowing that she's. The reason it's called the Avengers upset me. Angry. Oh, true. She me. actually was. Yeah, she actually is. I literally thought about like, damn. I'm. She actually is. Yeah, I just was more thinking about yeah. my time when I first saw this movie and how. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's that's what you have. Yeah. I didn't have that, and I all I have it now is this retrospective where I'm like, I kind of don't like yeah. Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely not. Uh, you know, I remember when I watched Captain Marvel and I saw that, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's, uh, I wasn't super excited about it, but when I first saw this movie and I saw that folder say the Avengers Initiative, I was, oh, I was a kid in a candy store. I was freaking out. I, I couldn't believe I had the, the word Avengers was on screen. Um, <laughs> his description, the description of him is uh, is totally on brand. Compulsive behavior, prone to self destructive, a narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work well with others. Um, Iron Man, a yes for the Avengers Initiative. Tony Stark, a no. <laughs> Makes no sense. You have to pay me consulting fee or something like that, he said. You can't afford me. You can't afford me. It's like, we, yeah. we want to use you as a consultant. You can't afford me. I, you know, honestly, from it was, it's kind of jarring after knowing how instrumental Tony is as an Avenger. What's jarring? Like, like how they're like, nah, we don't actually want you as an Avenger. But yeah, like from, yeah. from this point onwards, sure. he is the Avenger. Sure. It's kind of funny that S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one trying to bring together these Avengers, and then eventually Tony just takes it over and yeah. is like, no, this yeah. is my group. It's, it's, it's especially even more funny because, like, Captain America is the, supposed to be the face of Avengers. But in the MCU, I feel like it's, it's Iron Man. Well, there's that line from Tony in, in uh, my favorite movie. Yeah, Civil War. Uh, or no, not Civil War. Uh, is it Civil not, War? Yeah, that's no, not Civil War. It's, um, no, no, no. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. And yeah. he goes, yeah, he's he's actually the boss. I just pay for yep. everything and own everything and make it look <laughs> cool. And... <laughs> um, then we have Tony Stark asked for Gary Shandling to, <laughs> yeah. or I'm sorry, the <laughs> senator. I just call him Gary Shandling because it's who I know. He doesn't ask for it. Yeah, yeah if you remember, he doesn't ask for no, it. No, he does. He asked for does it. He, he says, think... he says, I want to, I want, he's, they're going to present you an award. And he's like, I have an idea who could present it for us. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I, th- I thought I thought that was uh, I thought that was Nick Fury, which is which is just like it's great, but also when he stabs <laughs> Tony with the pin, I'm like, you didn't expect that, dude. Like you picked the guy. <laughs> How annoying a little prick can be. How annoying. Gary Shandling is great. He's barely in this movie, but he's just great. It just kind of leans into the whole comedy thing. We have the ACDC yeah. and uh, pretty much the end of the movie, them getting their medals. And then, and then uh, at the very end, Agent Coleslaw is unworthy. Yeah. Agent Coleslaw cutting to the uh, Thor's hammer in New Mexico, which, again, back in 2011, mind blown seeing that. That was definitely I, 2010. I, I, I barely knew of Thor, but I saw that and I was like, oh, what, what is this going to be? It just it just even on rewatch, knowing oh. how the MCU would play out, it's still so cool to see how they would tease this stuff and kind of set it up. You know, weren't they the first people to like really incorporate post credit scenes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were the first to really I mean, there had been movies with post credit yeah. scenes before, but they were the first to use it as an interconnectivity. Yeah, in such a way. Yeah. I will say that I agree that it, it is cool, but knowing how not good some of the movies that are coming up are it's like i'm not like especially thor the th- first thor yeah. i do not remember i think i enjoyed it i don't remember the second thor but apparently that one's the so worst. for this movie what yeah, do you what do you think it. is probably your favorite scene what what movie what scene in this movie just jumps out to you i've got like a couple <laughs> ivan and hammer period any scene with them i cannot pick a scene anytime ivan and vago are on screen Probably my favorite one will be when he's he's really pissed off and his facade drops. Literally, my my ent- my answer is yeah. Ivan, Ivan and Hammer, Hammer as well. Just any time. I mean, if, if I were picking one like you did, Luke, I would say it's when they first have yeah. dinner. Yeah, I would say that as well. <laughs> and he's like, I can get you ten birds. <laughs> yeah, that that scene in specific yeah. is my favorite. The specific the bird? bird. This bird's from Russia. Specific bird. <laughs> <laughs> is it a specific? Is it is it a Russian bird? <laughs> and he's eating ice cream. Why? <laughs> Oh my yeah. god, it's so good. I like to have my dessert before <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. Um any scene with them. So favorite favorite, favorite characters obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Ivan and obviously Ivan and Hammer. Ivan and Hammer. I think that's my favorite. Just everyone I think I don't know if you can watch this movie and be like, yeah, my favorite characters aren't Vanko and Hammer. I, I don't I, I think I, I like yeah, I think yeah. I like Hammer more than Ivan. I do like Hammer more. I loved Ivan, I'll be completely honest. I'll be completely I honest. Love how he definitely he, fell off at the end, but throughout the entire thing, I just came back and I was I was loving him. So he's mine. If I had to pick between them, I'm definitely I'm definitely Team Hammer. I'm de- I de- I love Hammer. Yeah. I just, just I love a bumbling idiot. It's just great. It's it's a, <laughs> and he has yeah. thinks he's on top of everything and he's such a pawn. He is a pawn. He's a pawn it. who doesn't know he's a pawn and it just works. I can't. I'm praying we get him in Armor Wars. I need more of him. And just let him write if, his own if, lines. If we do, please God, yeah, please God. Let uh, it if you were to, if uh, so, what do you think about this movie in comparison? What are we rating this? Give it your Marvel score. Give it your overall score as a movie. Ooh, a Marvel score, I would say uh, eight point five, probably. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a, a very fun movie. Was so that a higher score than as you a- gave Iron Man? I don't remember. <laughs> Be completely honest. I think it's about the same. Yeah. I, either I, I gave Iron I Man an eight course. or an eight point five. Yeah. yeah, I think you gave an eight and then you gave us yeah, an eight point five. That, that's so. fine. And then what about as a normal movie? A normal movie? Mm, I don't know. It definitely has its flaws. Yeah. As like an actual movie. I. You know what? I'm an abstain. I like only thinking about this movie as a Marvel okay. movie. Uh, my Marvel score is eight out of ten. Which is up up one score higher than the first, which is a seven, and for normal movie, probably like a six and a half. 
but my 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 point score is like five is is a middle you know five. yeah middle like average movie yeah if i'm if i'm on the same rating i'm probably giving it the exact same thing lucas eight out of ten marvel probably six and a half out of ten for Red I know, like, i'm gonna go i'm Especially gonna go after movie, discussing i'm gonna it. say 7.5 fuck y'all wow Yep, yep. I feel like this movie, I look at this movie in a very similar light as the first Spider-Man, where probably not the best, but it's just it's fun. a fucking yeah. blast to yeah. enjoy. Nope. That's a good point. <laughs> it's That's a good just... point. Like, sitting here and discussing it, you can notice all of the problems with it, but when you're watching it, you're just having a fun time because I mean, it's just... Even while we were talking about it, you could. I feel like you could see that we just enjoyed watching it. Yeah. There was just yeah. so much. Like, there were some things that, you know, could have been done better, but the entire time, oh my god. Oh boy. Oh baby. Well, that's Iron Man 2. The uh kind of the odd child of the MCU movies doesn't really get referenced a lot aside from Incredible Hulk. We also talked about Incredible Never. Hulk, but that's yeah. that doesn't count. Incredible Hulk doesn't count. Yeah. We, we don't mention Incredible Hulk yeah. on this podcast. Uh if I had to rate that as a Marvel movie, I'd give it a 0 out of 10. If I had to rate that as a movie, yeah, I'd give it a not, 0 out of 10. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't exist. Forget Incredible Hulk. What happened? We haven't seen Hulk yet in the MCU. Yeah. That's what we're saying. No. And then the next movie we're doing is Thor, right? Yep, Thor 1. Coming up next on this podcast, we're going to be doing Thor 1, which, from my memory, is not good. But let's hope let's hope that it is. I remember enjoying it, but we'll see. Yep. We'll see. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That completes this episode of the Critical Hits Podcast, Marvel Madness. We will be coming to you next week with Thor and some other series. Keep a lookout for that. I am Tony... Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.